Welcome to The Quad, CCB's sport podcast. I'm Simon Hill, Deputy Head at Christ College, and I'm delighted that you've joined us as we discuss all the latest sports news at the school. We'll cover global sporting issues and also spend time with invited guests, all of whom have specialisms or interest in the world of sport. This is The Quad. Right, welcome everybody to episode six of this season's quad. Um, I'm really kind of happy to meet you all again and see you all here. The group's a bit smaller today. There's a few people missing. I think uh, there's a little bit of illness around. Um, but we've got quite a few things to talk through. Um, anyone's got any highlights from their sporting week? Um, anyone been doing anything in particular? Ben, anything? What's your? You, you said you've been on some kind of... Yeah, so I had nagged yesterday. It was the last day of selection before they make the third and final cut. For under-18s? For the under-18s, yeah. And when do you think you might find out? Maybe two weeks or so. I don't know, but quite looking forward now to a combined 18s, 23s and 21s camp in February. So we really get to get a bit more insight into what what it takes to become a player at those levels. And are you hopeful? Uh, Hopeful for 21s. Nice. Maybe this season. Well, if not this season, definitely next. Excellent. Um, And... One of the big talking points from last week was the cross-country. Um, we took a team of cross-country athletes to Newtown, um, and Jack, you were on the bus. Well, you went. Yeah, so it was a... Qatar. How was it? Yeah, it was good. I mean, proper cross-country conditions. Uh, probably the second muddiest race I've ever done. It's un- it's incredibly muddy. I um, saw some photos of the guys who were running. I thought one of them was you. Yeah. And you're going through, and obviously, so many people have been through that course before you. Yeah, so I was the last totally, race of the day. Yeah, they totally tranched the course. Yeah. I saw a photo, and it was up to the middle of your shit. Yeah, it wasn't the most flattering photo, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, tough course, or how was it? I mean, it was tough. I, I, I like the fact that it wasn't very hilly, but like for me personally, the mud didn't suit me very well. Um, you just, it's just so incredibly slow. Like, I, I looked at my watch at one point and I was thinking, if this was on, like, a track, I'd be just jogging. But, but just because it was slow, did it mean that it was easy? Or was it because it, the ground was so heavy? I felt like I, I was I was working hard, but I almost couldn't give it absolutely everything with my legs because I couldn't physically run that quickly because I was sure. sort of just plodding and, yeah, but, getting submerged. But the plodding kind of played off because... Where did you finish? Yeah, I, I got an individual silver in the um, Welsh Inter Schools for the um, yeah sixth form, so that was good. You quite chuffed with that? Yeah, well, I started like I went off, and it was my first cross country of the year, probably hopefully the last. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people went off very quickly, and I just sort of worked my way up, picked some people off. At one point, I slipped over completely. It was coming down a hill. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, got got back on my feet. And um, did was there any? Through. Did you wear anything different? Knowing the course, did you, you had spikes? I had spikes, yeah. yeah. They weren't off. I mean, you, the longest cross-country spikes you can get is 15 mil. I reckon you'd have needed 50 mil. Really? It was, yeah. Even that wouldn't have really done anything. But, yeah. Good. And that's, so that's that is good. the end of the, the kind of cross-country yeah. season now. Yeah. Um, and, and the school and the boys have done particularly well. Kata, how did you find the cross-country? It was awful. <laughs> it was, it Different was way to too, it was way too muddy. Yeah. And Matilda also lost a shoe in the no mud. No way. Yeah. <laughs> what lasted forever? 
No. Well, she to go back and dig it out after, and find the, it. after the race, you could find no it. No way. That's a classic cross country. Just everyone uses the shoe at some point in the season. Um, good, but was it quite hard then? Was it? Um, it was hard, but um, I was really happy after the race because yeah. I didn't give up. And, good. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's what cross country is about, isn't it? Is that perseverance, getting to the end, and that satisfaction. It doesn't matter where you've come. It's that you've achieved and you've completed it and you've uh, you've persevered for sure. Good stuff. Um, okay, uh, let's just have a quick roundup about what's been going on in the world of sport, well, quite local to us. Um, ben, flip, throw it over to you for our regular Cardiff Met hockey update. So, Come on, tell me they won this week. Cardiff Met, they didn't win, uh, unfortunately. But it was draw? Very, very close. Uh, it was 3-3 all tied to Wimbledon until like, the final quarter, and Wimbledon just slotted went home did to they? make it 4-3. It was at home as well, so pretty rough. Because the crowd now is it's quite good actually. The crowd in Cardiff Met gets quite big. Okay. On a on a home day, they normally play on Sunday at six o'clock or in the evening on a Saturday. But very unlucky to lose. Probably should have been a draw. So four four three four three. And where would Wimbledon be in the league? Are they Wimbledon are sixth? Oh okay. So they you know they're not the best. They, yeah. they have been much stronger in past times, but I think Cardiff they fought well. So, but still uh, down the bottom of that league yeah they're two up from relegation Oof, that's okay though yeah because only one goes down i remember yeah fingers crossed um let's have a quick roundup of um the cricket world cup that came to an end mm. um finally came to an end i, I think there's a bit of uh of goes on hangover it's been going on for weeks and weeks mm. and weeks hasn't it and there's, there was a write-up today actually i was reading about Looking forward to the next Cricket World Cup, they, they're going to have to kind of shorten it down to try and keep people a bit more interested in it mm. um, and a little bit more engaged. Um, but, and I'm sorry Mark's not here to be able to talk to us about it because I know he was been following it really closely. Um, we talked last week about how India were the favourites and hadn't lost a game all the way through. Yeah, They'd be absolutely outstanding and nobody was going to beat them. But Australia did it. They beat them in the final and they, they beat them quite convincingly as well. Um, it was I listened to it on the radio, and it got quite quite exciting. And as I was listening, you could hear the crowd just getting quieter and quieter. And I think there was about one hundred twenty thousand people in the stadium watching, um, wow. and most of them would have all been cheering for India, obviously, because it was their home World Cup. And you could hear that just getting quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter. And, and at the end of the match, um, they were really kind of disappointed, as you'd imagine. Um, they had expected to win, for sure. Um, so maybe we'll catch up with Mark ne- next week a little bit more about how how he found the match and if he if he enjoyed it at all. Um, then quick roundup of some rugby. Cardiff drew with Zebra away. Um, Scarlets lost heavily to Leinster. Oh, I think that was always going to happen. Yeah, Leinster was strong. Leinster really strong. Um, and the Welsh derby, Ospreys lost to Dragons. Well, I think that was quite a com- comprehensive win for the Dragons, about thirty five points to five, I think. So good win for the Dragons. Ospreys would have uh, been hurting from that. And then we had some football. Mm-hmm. Mm. We had a national break. So um, Wales drew against Armenia. That was. That's not so good, is that's it? That's not, not so good. good. But that actually, it's an improvement from the game they played before. They lost four, two, I think four two. Against Armenia. Yeah, the first the first game out. But they yes. won against Croatia. They beat Croatia, and then they drew against Armenia so, again. So, so they do in the hard game. Yeah. And doing well in the hard game, but they're not able I think to. They, kind of... they might struggle against the team who they don't maybe see as as good as themselves. So yeah, it could be a psychological yeah. kind of block. Isn't when it? they play the big teams, I think they perform really well. But yeah, the them... underdog mentality. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think so. Feed off that a bit. And um, but then that's not so good, is it, Qatar? Because now Wales 
They still can qualify, but... Armenia has to beat Croatia. Armenia has to beat Croatia and Wales have to beat Turkey. And Turkey are in a good run of form, aren't they, Kazza? Yeah. What happened Unfortunately, <laughs> Turkey um, beat Germany. Don't know how that could happen, but... Um... And what type of team did Germany put out? Were they, were they a strong team? Is it kind of their first team? Um, yeah, that was the first yeah. team, and we have a new tra- uh, coach, mm-hmm. um, and it was the first um, game at home in Germany, in Berlin, I think, was it? And um, he did an experiment, because um, he put an offensive player in the left back, um, and um, he said he played really well, but he's now wondering why everyone is um, criticizing yes, the. <laughs> absolutely, and they lost 4 3. No, 2 um, 3. 2 3, yeah, yeah okay, so two, three. it was quite good. So maybe that defensive change wasn't probably the best idea or the smartest idea. Yeah, especially because um, there was Harvard's. Um, and he scored the first goal after five minutes. So, so yeah. good, good on the offense. Yeah, but not so <laughs> good on the defense. <laughs> no. Um, but we're looking, we're looking forward to seeing closely how Wales get on on Tuesday. If they beat Turkey and um, Armenia can beat Croatia, then that cements them a place. But if not, then it's the playoffs for Wales, um, which will be quite tough because there's some other really good teams there um, which will be vying for that spot as well. But no, good good little roundup. Um, and I think we're going to move into our school sport now. Let's see how we did last week. So hockey, um, really busy week for hockey this week especially on Saturday. There were so many games going on. It was a big block fixture against Malvern. Um, and the firsts uh, were successful. They won 2-0. And our second won 4-0 as well. And then the 15s, 14s, 30s and 12s all had really good competitive fixtures um, against Malvern College. It's always nice to go over and play them. Um, we also had a 3-1 win for our under-13 girls in Howells as well on Wednesday which was great. Um, ben, I'm going to kind of throw it to you now about the, the rugby last week. How uh, how did you get on um, against Newport High? Because you played for the first last week, of course. Yeah, so um, unfortunately last week we uh, we saw a narrow defeat of 30-27, which is pretty annoying considering that it would have set us up for probably a nicer run to the Principality in hindsight. Yeah. So the final is where everyone wants to go. It's, it's the game we all want to play in and the league ring we get to the playoffs and if we had won on Wednesday, our playoff game would have been a little bit easier than probably what we had liked. Definitely. And it wasn't it was such a heartbreaking loss as well because we'd been winning yeah. for the entire match. And then it was a the last it was a ten combination seconds. of a lack of probably a bit of a lack of communication and then almost a, asking the ref how long was time and everyone thought it was too little time for anyone to do anything. Switched off a little bit and then yeah, fair, you know, fair play around the it was outside. A great, it was a great try. He it scored a, a really good individual try from their winger, um, which which kind of just did break our hearts a little bit. And, and But good lessons for us to learn there, um, how to be clinical. Yeah, I mean, try and see we were saying on the team talk after the game, you know, captains pulled this in and they, they just said that there were a lot of positives to pull from that game. Yeah. Mr. Parry made the point that they came with maybe 60 boys on their squad, 50, 60 boys. There's about 60 boys from the... Absolutely. to 13 in hospital so great fight from the boys and I think Gower College away on Wednesday will be a good fix it'll be a good match so just to put it in a bit, bit of perspective so the top four in our league now they go into the playoffs and we finished in fourth position um, Newport High finished in third Oster finished in second and 
Galway College finished first. So the way the playoffs work, as I'm sure people will be aware, is that first will play fourth. So that's Gower versus us. And then second versus third, Estrella versus Newport High. And then the winners of those two respective games will then play off on the Principality Stadium um, for the final. So, fingers crossed this week we can put a good shift in against Gower and get to that final. But it'll be tough because Gower was our first game of the season and we lost, I think, 30, it was about 30 points to 15. Um, I think first game of the season from us, you know, going into a new season, I think that probably says a lot. That we'll have more fight, we'll be more yeah, passionate. Yeah, definitely. We'll be a lot more experienced, we'll know a little bit more about them. So, yeah, it's all to play for for Wednesday for sure. Um, and then the younger years had uh, two games, really good competitive games against Landovery. Um, and then Saturday, um, I don't have to speak about Saturday because I don't think any of you were, were there. You two were busy with cross country. We had um, a good block fixture against Cathedral School Flandaff. Uh, one of the games, or two of the games were played here. Um, unfortunately, two games done with them were cancelled because they had suffered some really heavy waterlogged pitch. Um, and then the first played on the famous Kyle Farms Park. It was a great, really good match. Um, I think we were always in control of it. We, we definitely had switched the team around quite a bit from Wednesday. So uh, we didn't have too many heavy legs. So it was an experimental team. There was some there were some good kind of young young players just getting their first experience. Um, and we led quite consistently throughout the game and, and, and ended up winning 19-10, which was uh, which was a really good good result, especially away from home on a on a different surface. So yeah, uh, some brilliant results from the week. Weren't there also a football game on um, there Wednesday? was. Uh, so that football game on Wednesday was against Sunnybridge. It's kind of like a regular game that we're doing at the moment before football season starts. Um, and I think they lost 3-1. One. One, yeah, it was, all, it was already 3-0 um, in the first half. Yeah. So. That was Captain Smythe, he's, he's drilling the lambs is now. He? Is oh, he? Yes. He's yeah. getting them all whipped up. Those, those yeah, they've got sessions. extra training now. Yeah, they look quite intense, those training sessions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, in fact, a bit of a shout out, Owen Smythe, Friday night, I had the pleasure of uh, joining him on the treadmill Excellent. in the school gym. Yeah, yeah. he's so, in there. Yeah, for me, it was a thirty-minute easy jog, and for him, we did did some intervals. So yeah, Excellent. that was good to see. You did probably do the John Terry there. Yes, the yeah. intervals John Terry does. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he enjoyed it. So that was good. Yeah, a bit of a shout out for him. Excellent. Well, I don't know. He's putting some extra shift uh, on his training, which is brilliant. Um, there's no football this week, actually, but. I think there's going to be kind of like a uh, an in-house um, kind of green v gold kind of game, um, just so they can keep 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 going. So I think that's happening this Wednesday as well. Uh, so keep an eye out for that one. There was also very um, interestingly our first basketball game of the season, and that was excellent. I, I wasn't there because I was down at Cardiff, but I've seen lots of the videos, um, and it was a mixed team, girls and boys, um, under eighteen team. They played against Crickhow. I think they lost maybe 30 points to 20. It was quite close, you know, in that respect. Their first game. Um, did any of you guys get to see it at all? I saw the videos. Yeah, looked good. I went to watch. Did you want to go to watch? How is it, Charles? It was good. Uh, you can you can tell that um, we have good players, mm -hmm. but you can also tell that they need a lot. They need, like, practice. Like So some more practice? Like, with each other as well, because when... When the ball go out, they'll pass it on, and then they'll go for. You, when you watch basketball, you see they go. F they pass it to a close player and throw it. So yeah. 
can see that a lot, but as soon as they do it, it might go off to another player, and you can see that. So maybe their passing wasn't accurate. Yeah, their passing wasn't accurate, and there wasn't there wasn't much communication. But they have, you can tell they with with practice, they can definitely got, beat them. They got some potential. Yeah, and I think oh, that God. so for their first match, I think that team they played, they played quite consistently together for quite a long time. So I remember that's our guys' their first match. Um, and I know Mr. Bradley's been working really hard and training them over the last uh, well six or seven weeks. So with a bit more training mm. and a bit more match experience as well, so yeah. that they can uh, they can improve. So I was really pleased to see that, and it really kind of topped off a busy weekend of sport. There was so much going on. We had guys up in Newtown with the cross country, had guys at the bottom of the country playing rugby in Cardiff. There was hockey in Malvern. There was um, basketball home here. There was lots and lots of people taking part on the weekend and uh, I was really proud of everybody. It was really good. Right, next week. Ben, what have we got going on next week? So next week there's a uh, a mixed under-18s. I think that's badminton, yeah? yeah? Badminton against Lucknow School. It's quite a regular fixture for the badminton team and it's always really quite competitive as well, so that should be great fun. Uh, there's an under-16 girls hockey game against Lucknow at home on Wednesday as well. Brill. Lucknow, I think... Anyone who's anyone in this school going to take it as quite an easy dub. So hopefully there's a bit of competition next week. Good stuff. Uh, on Saturday, there's an under-18s basketball game against Sir Thomas Rich's school. So well, that should hopefully be... Um, well, that, that'll be tough. That will be that really will be tough. tough. But um, again, it's good to get some consistent matches yeah. there for them. Oh, I think the more they play, the more exposure that a team gets. I think the, more, the better they become. Absolutely. And there's a big, like, there's a big old... Block fixture against Haberdashers for the girls' hockey. That's from first 11 all the way down to the under 12. BT. Wow, okay, that's good. So, there's lots and lots of hockey to look forward to next Saturday. Good stuff. Right, okay, so regular feature in our pod is the iconic sporting moments. And this week we're on uh, number six, actually. Um, I put number seven there, but it's actually number six. And what we're talking and who we're talking about here is possibly the most famous Olympian of all time, um, certainly the most successful Olympian of all time, but cer uh, certainly the most famous swimmer, I would suggest, of all time. And that those of you who are into your swimming or into your Olympics uh, history will know that we're talking about Michael Phelps. I'd say one of the greatest athletes. Of athletes, time. yeah, Probably definitely. Mm. Absolutely. And uh, we might have a little debate in a little bit about whether or not you, know, you can compare swimmers to other athletes. Um, you know, is it is it right that they get compared because they, the the sports are so the, the skills, sorry, are so easily transferred between um, disciplines. But we'll, we'll maybe come on to that in a bit. But who's going to start me off? Um, tell me a little bit about Michael Phelps, John. Um, so Michael Phelps won his twenty third Olympic gold medal in the men's four time hundred meter medal relay, and that, that was at Rio twenty in twenty sixteen. Yeah. So the Rio Olympics, he went. Let's just say that one again. Twenty three, or his his twenty third, yeah, twenty third gold um, medal. medal. Um, and there's a really famous photo online actually, um, where he's wearing every single one of his medals, and it's kind of very impressive. You see, heavy, the, heavy. That it's heavy, fun. absolutely, yeah, for sure. But have a look at that photo. He's got them all um, lined up on his arms, so he holds them on his arms, and he's got some around his neck. It's a really good photo to have a look at. Um, sorry, Charles. Yeah, so... Um, who is Michael Phelps? Well, Michael Phelps is an American swimmer while, who is regarded as one of the... Well, the greatest Olympian of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think we can safely say that 
with 23 gold medals, yeah. you're going to be up there with a shout as being one of the greatest Olympians of all time. Has anyone ever come close? Ah, uh, don't think so. No. no. No way. They're, they're swimmers generally get a few gold medals throughout yeah. their uh, their careers. Um, but it'd be interesting. I'd, I'd like to know who the who the next kind of best is. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's another swimmer, um, mm. to be honest. Um, what's his achievement? Or how does his achievement stack up, Jack? Yeah, so... Yeah, when he won that 23rd gold medal, it really was a, an historic milestone in Olympic history. He now has a total of 23 Olympic medals overall. Sorry, 28, 28. Olympic medals, sorry. Yes, yeah. which is outrageous. It's outrageous, isn't it? 20, is outrageous. He's got 28 Olympic medals overall. Um, I think that spanned from the 2000, his first Olympics was in 2000. Um, I'm testing my knowledge now, but that was the Athens Olympics. Oh, in mm. Sydney, I think. I think Sydney. Athens, Athens was 2004. Yes, you're right. Good knowledge, Ben. So that's Sydney. Um, and he would have been competing all the way back then. I guess another very good swimmer, um, Ian Thorpe, oh, yeah. is another good name, quiz question name, so Australian swimmer. And I wouldn't be surprised, Charlie, going back to your question, if Ian Thorpe, or Thorpedo, as his nickname is, <laughs> it's a great nickname, that, Thorpedo, he might be up there with the next amount of The next gold. is ah. a gymnast, a gymnast, um, and he has nine gold medals. Wow! Ah. So Usain Bolt then he's got what eight? Now yeah. there's one got some reduced. So yes, that's, that's true. There are many the actually three, with yeah. nine. Is there? Oh, is yeah, there? there um, also the... a swimmer, then and then two athletics. Wow. So there are nine. That's, so, the, yeah. that's the gymnast who got the first ever perfect ten. On Nadia Comaneci. Oh wait, is it? Be no, Comaneci. Comaneci. Oh no, Larissa, no, she's Seminova. Have we got? Yeah, I'm Larissa Latinina oh. or something. Wow, Larissa Latinina. Yeah, it's from Soviet. So Soviet yeah. Union, Russia. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so nine compared to twenty-eight. That's incredible. So that no, no one's catching him. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we've got this outrageous female male swimmer in the future who, who we're going to do it. But but I think that says a little bit about the um, the sport though as well, yeah. doesn't it? That. The, the amount of training that they must do um, in the pool is incredible, but the number of different opportunities to get medals in the pool probably presents itself a lot higher than for yeah. the track, for example. Um, and you can see the gymnasts as well will have, Simone Biles wouldn't be too far off that soon as well, but you can see that gymnasts obviously have opportunities because the skills are quite transferable. You can do team, you can have individual, um, just like in the swimmers, you can have individuals, and you can have relays, etc., etc. I'd like to put it out there that I personally believe that swimming is the most mentally tough, challenging sport Ooh, of all yeah, time. I, I, I agree with that. And I think the reason I would say that is because, because obviously it's, it's, you know, there's no impact involved. So the risk, risk of injury is considerably lower than something like running. And I, like when I go for a run, you know, it's, sometimes it's not very nice, but I can always have a look at something. And I have one of the school <laughs> treadmills, which by the way, just stare at the, the, stare at the, the wall. wall. Uh, but I digress. Them, so a bit of scenery in the Yeah, right. okay. indeed. Well, I've, I've said that many times, but yeah. Um, yeah, so imagine that. Just as a swimmer, I think Michael Phelps, you know, he, he swam like eight hours a day, yeah. every day, like a third of his life. Imagine eight hours staring at the bottom of a pool. That's a lonely place to no be. No days off either. So that would have been every day of the year. No. Every day of the year, he would have swum on birthdays, you know, family holidays. Christmas Day. What's, what's, what's amazing to me is how much he ate during that, yeah. that, that training period. 
I mean, his diet was almost as famous as his swimming pr- uh, prowess. Come on, tell he us consumed, how many calories. He consumes 12,000 calories a day. So we, I st- we study this, actually. So we do a big section in, uh, in um, sport at any level about calorie, ca- ca- calorie intake and um, what the recommended daily allowance is for calories. So 2,500 is the recommended daily amount of calories for um, an adult man and 2,000 for an adult woman. Um, and... If you're training, then that's obviously going to go up more depending on the intensity of your day or the job that you're working in. Um, now, we studied Michael Phelps, and yes, it was rumoured that he was eating 12,000 calories a day. But actually, that was a rumour. And he admitted that he never put that out there. So he didn't say that his, the rumour was generated. But his was more like between eight and 9,000 calories that's a day. That's so incredible. But it is. Wow. And when we, again, Google this one, look online and see his diet, his daily diet laid out in front. It's an immense amount of food. Fun, um, fun fact, that's not far off. You know Eddie Hall? Yeah. Listeners might know Eddie Hall was the world's strongest man in 2018. Yeah. Like that. And he yeah, he didn't eat much more than that. And if you, imagine comparing the two frames. Absolutely. Michael Phelps, you know, he looks, looks like he's got about 3% body fat. And yeah. then you look at Eddie Hall, who's, who's a big, an athlete big in his own man. right. Yeah, yeah, for but, sure. But, you know. The power but, belly is... But also, if you think about how much he must have been training, how long he was in the gym, mm-hmm. how long he was in the pool, you know, he's burning all of those off because, as you said, Jack, there's not an ounce of fat on him. No, and you can sort of swim all day almost without getting injured. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. Get that kind of a repetitive strain injury possibly. Yes, yes. That's probably the, the, the bit. Um, but yeah, 12,000 calories a day, that's pretty big. Um Okay, uh, what's his legacy then? Does he, does he have? A, he, obviously, he's got a massive legacy. We just talked about that in terms of it's never going to get beaten or it might not get beaten. So yeah, so obviously Michael Phelps is twenty third gold medal at the Rio twenty six Olympics stands not just as a record but as a testament to the power of dedication, resilience, and generally just the pursuit of greatness. I mean, imagine how like ambitious you've got to be to think I'm going to go to four Olympics over a span of sixteen years. And essentially clean up every yeah. time I go. How, where's the motivation come from? That's a really interesting answer. That must be deep Where does the motivation come from from that? So this story remains, you know, an enduring inspiration, reminding us of what what passion can do, as well as unwavering commitment. Yeah. And these extraordinary achievements are just are just proof of, you know, it's almost twenty three amazing moments for a third of his life in the water. When you put it like that, it's I'd love to kind of go back and count up exactly how many hours training he's had to, to, to put in you know into that that would be it would have been every day he would have cycled on and cycled off for example so at the end of a, um, a periodization block of training he would have at the end of the four years Olympics he would have given himself a few days off or weeks off holiday but it would have been straight back into that programming for the next four years working for the swimming, next Olympics swimming is the competitive swimming as well as Route. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky sport, but so I think he deserves you know good iconic moment in sporting history, um, and I love the fact we found out who was second on that list. So nine medals, second, twenty eight medals, twenty three of them being gold. Um, definitely puts him right up there, doesn't it? Definitely. Iconic sporting moment. Good stuff. Right, just to finish off for today, um, our rockers and shockers. So rockers. Australian cricket, they must be pretty high. Against like, the odds, like we said. Against yeah. the odds, definitely. Um, they were, they were. Not many people were backing them. No, there was a little. Um, I saw something on on Instagram earlier, and it was Shane Warne recently passed away, leg spinner for Australia, amazing player. Really? In no. two thousand and seven, 
he uh, he tweeted, I'm a big fan of Travis Head as a cricketer. I believe he will be a future star for Australia in all forms of the game. Wow. So what's that? 2007, 16 years ago? Yeah. 15, 16 years ago? And he, he, he's he predicted the future. Already. Love that. That's brilliant. So yeah, and they're, they're probably riding really high and... Um, I know English cricketers and Australian cricketers don't necessarily want to back and congratulate them, but that is a really kind of big achievement to, to do yeah. that in India. Um, let's talk about Petr Cech. Yeah, so Petr Cech, ex-professional footballer, goalkeeper, amazing player, played for Arsenal, Chelsea. Kind of Arsenal, Arsenal, Chelsea. Yeah, he was a, yeah. a bit famous of a club, for the scrum cap. Yeah, bit of a club That's right. Yeah, famous for the, for the scrum cap. He is, since his retirement, he has gone into ice hockey and is now on loan. From he is on loan to the Belfast Giants. Wow! So he's playing a good standard of, of oh, yeah, kind of British, British national uh, hockey. So he was uh, he was at the Guildford Phoenix from two thousand nineteen to two thousand twenty two. Then the Chelmsford Ch- Come on, tell me, Chieftains, tell me that he's an attacker and he's not a goalkeeper. Sadly, he is a goalkeeper. He's a goalkeeper. Oh, I saw a, a video of him warming up the other day. And that would be yeah. That would be ultimate. He's just kind of ditched yeah. the gloves, <laughs> and he's gone into just being an attacking player rather than a keeper. But hey, to switch sports and play at a good standard, that's, that's yeah. again, that's really really kind of motivating and, uh, and good to hear. Um, right, our shockers of the week. I've put Wales football team on here because they are really up against it now to qualify for um, the European Championships. They, as we said earlier, they've got to win on Tuesday against Turkey, who are top and have also um, already qualified. And that could go in our favour a little bit, you know, if um, Turkey, after a win against Germany, might think about rotating a few players out. Um, but yeah, they've had a shocker, really. They should have beaten Armenia on the weekend. A one-all draw against that team is not good enough. And Everton, who are one of my kind of my favourite teams, actually, um, one of the oldest, most established teams in the uh, Premier League. They've had their like, years of flirting with relegation. I think they... Oh, they've been relegated. I don't think they have. No, they've never been relegated. They've never been... That's right. They've never been relegated from the top league. I might stand corrected. I'm going to research that afterwards. But they are one of the founding members. They've been there the long, one of the longest. Um, yeah, they've just been docked 10 points, Jack. Why? Yes. Well, it was for um, basically breaching rules of financial fair play. So I think, I can't remember specifically, but it was the, 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 the balance between net income and expenditure over, over the course of three years. They yeah. exceeded a certain limit by about 20 million, which is a lot. But then in football terms, it's a minor breach and it's only one count so yeah. you have a salary for two months isn't that's, it well that's it isn't yeah. it you, 20, 20 million oh, foot, no, no, no. footballing terms is not yeah, that no, much no, money no. is it in terms of well if you think about like a transfer you know you get one in today's market one sort of decent player would be about 20 million so yeah. you've got to get the young ones like the really like promising young ones yeah who aren't who haven't quite hit the stage yet they're probably going for what fourteen to twenty. Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. So and they're about sixteen or seventeen. So twenty million is not the gr- they're not very much in the grand scheme of things. But that's no. what, how much they may have breached it. By. Yeah, and the ten well the ten points. I think to be honest, I, I'd back Everton to stay up. Um, you know they're they're not they're not actually miles off it to be honest. No, even though with, even with this ten point deduction, but I saw a stat and that the, the the chance of all the other teams in the relegation zone getting relegated in, um, reduced by like massively. So basically, it's a lifeline for yeah, yeah, for sure. a couple of teams. Down but also as well, hopefully, they were in a quite a good position. They were mid table, weren't they? Yes, yeah, they do. Them straight back down. They've been playing quite well, and also as well, 
it's either going to be that kind of watershed motivational moment for the group and the and brings the club closer together and say look against the all odds we've yeah. managed to to stave off relegation and, and kind of fight back or it really could have that negative effect and their, their next game on the weekend is a big kind of marker for them if they can win yeah. that um, then uh, then you know start eating away at that 10 points I think it, it depends it, it's, mm-hmm. will the fans get behind the team and think siege mentality us against the world and back yeah. them or will they be angry which is uh, rightly so against the owners and the fact you know it's not the fans fault no it's certainly not they're the ones being punished largely. it's just a little bit of mismanagement yeah. from the border but they're not the only ones are they with um, no uh, these kind of I, allegations I, against them. I reckon if you did like an in if, if Premier League clubs all had their finances open for sort of I don't know it's like searching probably all the clubs would have had counts fewer than Man City 115 counts which yeah. is an ongoing investigation it's ongoing that one I'm, I'm just thinking what that's been ongoing forever. I don't know how ongoing can be not being deducted points. I think yeah. if you've got to have a search conducted into your club's finance, there should be. But but they're they're such they're such a powerful club, aren't they? They're going to have, you know, the best lawyers. They're going to keep kind of keeping that kind of keeping, keeping the can down the road in a way. Yeah, if you think about a proportional punishment, they'd probably be, you know, not only relegated but put down a few leagues. Yeah, which would be incredible. Like imagine so, that. Pep so that like, so how many times do you say Man City have got? Uh, one hundred and fifteen, I think. And Everton got penalised for having one. Yeah. Count. So wow. Yeah, imagine that Pep Guardiola non-league yeah, against Wrexham or something through. I could put a hole through there. Yeah. Through their entire kind of program. I think it would. I mean, they wouldn't stay, stick around. No. Players with short careers and all they'd, that. They'd, they'd be gone. gone. Absolutely. Yeah, they'd have to be built. I don't think, in, especially in Man City, I don't think there's many counts of loyalty. No. I think that obviously there are going to be a couple, but I don't think KDB would say. Harlan's no. too young and too brave. Harlan would be off. They'd all go. They'd all Pe- go. Pe- 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 he'd be out there quicker than the players. Yeah. I think the owners would. They'd look <laughs> yeah. for another. And that's, but then that's maybe another story, isn't it? That's why it might, we might think it will never happen. Yeah. Many talks at the end of the day, isn't yeah. it? it um, the brand. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, yeah, I think Everton, we hope them they can kind of bounce back, but they've definitely had a bit of a shocker in that definitely. last week. Right, good stuff. Well done. We call that one to get, uh, draw that one to a close. Jack, over to you for the, uh, the standard. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, like and subscribe on the nice. pod. On the pod. On the pod. Yeah, we're, we're, we're cooking on, on uh, Spotify these days. Yeah. We're, we're, we're smashing it. We've had up to a thousand listeners. Up to a thousand. Yeah, that's incredible, isn't it? A thousand of you out there. Good stuff. Keep, keep liking. Keep, keep liking. Keep listening. Make and us we'll see famous. You. See you in two weeks' time. Thank you. Bye.